0: Better, worse. Just the Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rants and Tangents podcast with Daryl Smith Jr. And Ray Parker. And sister love is not here today. Best wishes to her as she continues on her educational and career path and growth. That is why she's not here. We could not record yesterday because she had other things to do yesterday as well and because, frankly, Ray and I would like to have tuned into the Eagles game. Very, very Uh-oh. true. I will say hard. that we really didn't need to <laughs> the Eagles game. I was tuned out by halftime, fine, mind you. I was I was sitting there pissed off in Xfinity Live. This shit is just ridiculous. They whipped the skin up off of us. It's just like everybody having a field day off of us. Everybody earning their stripes by whipping the Eagles' ass. But it's all good. It's all good. I can live off the Super Bowl for another four or five years. So <laughs> y'all can go ahead and have at it. Run them up. You know, I, I lasted through the first uh, two and a half quarters. I probably tuned out right before somewhere between the midpoint of the third quarter when I just realized there was just no was a lost cause. hope. See, me, we played football. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, you can score three touchdowns in a quarter. That's very, Absolutely. very possible. So it can, you can come back but dog, our secondary is horrid practice squad like yes, practice squad yes. picked up off the street practice squad dude Sidney Jones who everybody said first of all, I don't really watch college football. I'm not really in tune to football, so yeah, I don't. I'm I not going like to have like I know a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but everybody that I listen to says Sidney Jones, who was a cornerback for the Eagles, was supposed to be a first round draft pick. Had it not been for his injury history, right? This guy is not a first round worthy Family. quarterback. He oh was my god! practice squad, Torch, yo, practice squad, and we was playing bump and run. We yes. never played that. On the outside, we usually give about a five to uh, seven-yard cushion. We was playing bump and run the whole game because they could not cover that space. And what was happening? We were getting burnt on the outside every other play. It would be like third and seven. like, all right, cool. We might be able to hold them this time. Nope. Touchdown. Like, it happened four different times where we were just like, I think we're going to stop. Nope. Touchdown. Dude, it was so frustrating because it's just like, I knew the secondary was depleted. I was hoping that the front seven would get a good pass for us. Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator, is only rushing three. Mm -hmm. So that means you got eight other people. We don't blitz. Yeah, we don't blitz at all. We don't blitz. (laughs) So you're giving top three quarterbacks in the NFL. Correct. No pressure. His O-line's doing a remarkable job at protecting him. This dude got sacked eight times so far. <laughs> this whole season. season. That's one a, a game. <laughs> this dude could sit there and put a chair in the secondary. You remember that game they used to play with quarterbacks? Where, well, at practice, where if somebody get back there and touch the chair, like, the O-line got a run lapse. Mm-hmm. Like, they O-line wouldn't have ran nowhere yesterday. They would have just been chilling at practice. They would have had a light day. We made it a very light day for the New Orleans Saints. All I'm going to say is... It's cool, I, it's cool. Earn your stripes. Have fun. Have at it. I we be back. I can't, I can't respect the offense. For me, I, I could be okay with every loss if it was just, you know, the offense is scoring, but they can't keep up because the defense is getting torched. Mm-hmm. The offense is three and out after three and out after three and out. What the fuck is going uh, on you know, with my, the offense? My question was yesterday, or I was just feeling like, is it the running backs? And then the ball, uh, Adam, no, Adam, Adam just filled off D's a nice day. old run. <laughs> like a 47-year-old touchdown. So I'm like, damn, we ain't got no running backs. I'm like, is the receivers not getting open? And then I almost blamed Carson Wentz, but I had to take it back. Because he has proven to be a playmaker at top levels. Mm-hmm. I really feel like our offense is just out of sync. I don't know if it's lack of practice and cohesiveness, whereas because our O-line is still basically the same. It's still basically the same. That's what really bothers uh, and me. And that's what you need, a O line We got our quarterback back. Like I said, our run game isn't crazy good. I'll, 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 I'll say it's a... But I feel like we're not executing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I literally feel like there's miscues on the offense that I don't know how to explain it. I don't even know who to direct it towards. Excuse me. I've seen several plays where Matthews was open. So Wentz made some bad decisions. I saw several plays where Jeffrey got open. Not several, but a few. Nelson Aguilar. Like we had the tools on the outside to be to make big plays. I just feel like maybe they were being conservative with the play call, and maybe not. But I don't know what to tie it to on offense because the pieces are in place. Like, it I just don't get. Seems it. like they're being conservative, but your quarterback is now in his third year. Dog. He's shown that he's going to be he's a, winner. a top five quarterback in the NFL for years and years to come. Yeah, for you sure. Know, pending health, right? Like with any person. Right. Why do we feel like the Eagles have scaled back the playbook? You you like lost it. the receivers, but now you got Golden Tate, right? You got Jordan Matthews. You, you got four quality receivers. We had, and we never had receivers. Right? Right. This is the best time for us to have receivers. Yo, we never, the Eagles always had some mediocre, like super, me, besides T.O., we never had a great receiver. Besides T.O. and who else? The people that we would name as top Eagle receivers on, are, a, are not teams. Hall of Famers. We, we have are hall not famers? Hall of Famers. Don't compare it to Isaac Bruce, Torrey Smith. Not, com- nobody. It, 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 nobody. We, we 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 have the weapons Torrey on the Hall. outside, Tory Hall. We have the weapons on the outside. I literally, feel, I don't know if it was the timing thing. Maybe our offensive line, the way their slides are going right now, they're blitzing on the other side. I did see a couple things. Why is places, Carson Wentz getting beat up like that? He this? should not be getting sacked. Is uh Jason Kelsey out? Jason Kelsey got injured. He was out. But before Jason Kelsey got injured, it's still Before a- Lane Johnson missed last game. Carson Wentz was still getting... This was the same exact offensive line. I expect growth and development. I expect that a great offensive line not only needs to have great individual offensive linemen, it can have good and above-average offensive linemen. What Mm -hmm. it needs is that cohesiveness. Right, Move is one. Know what the person next to you is doing. Absolutely. So I would think... In year two of the same players, they would have that flow. They would right. know each other. I should know exactly what a person to my left or my right is going to do. Right. Why doesn't the offensive line have this cohesion? I don't know, man. And and Wentz been getting touched definitely a lot. And and that might He's be part of it. He's not going to make it through the season. Right. That might be a part of it. He may be getting touched too much. And I'm also thinking about when uh what's it called was playing? Nick Foles was uh-huh. playing In the beginning of the season. Right. The beginning of the season. The offensive line was balling. So I'm starting to guess, is it our play calling? Has some are like our teams on to us. Has something not changed enough to where as though people know the blocking assignments depending on so they can kind of anticipate what the blocking assignments are going to be for each play. If we haven't changed that much from season to season. Now, I, I can't really say that we haven't, but it looks like teams got our number. Like, I coming into these Blitz, games. Blitz's game picked up yesterday. So, I think they know. In year three, of the same coordinators, of the same, well, it's not the same it's coordinator. It's not, yet. But the same head coach, same scheme, same quarterback, same offensive line, you're going to start getting exposed on tape. Mm-hmm but it's on the coaching staff to develop the players to create the growth in the players to create the growth in the system, the growth in the scheme mm-hmm. to uh get away from and avoid that exposure right cuz we don't need we, we really don't need Wentz taking hits like that no it was so hard he's to watch he's been injured every year right it's so, so hard he, to watch can it's he be clean? can he get some of that uh uh Drew Brees love, please sacks. But Drew Brees guy had some up and downs, yo. We we gotta remember, like same okay. to the past. past they, they, few years, they they had they had some definitely sketchy offensive lines, and he been through some tough times. Like I expected Drew Brees to get off. I expected Drew our Brees, secondary to get be two hundred yards minimum. I expected our secondary to get torched. That's the reason I went into that game. Like if we win, it's gonna be a high scoring game. Yeah, because I thought the offense I'm thinking their reduce. defense wouldn't, but their defense is right now on a hot streak. And you we know what momentum does. Like, if you're already clicking, if you're in sync, it's like you could take a bunch of mediocre players and get them on the same page. And they will be play like a great defense or offense just because they are in sync with each other. It's just like having that confidence and that swagger and that momentum is a thing. Especially in football, like people is 11 guys on the field. Like it's not one star player makes that much of a difference like basketball. No, you can have a star player on defense. Prime example, Green Bay got a middle linebacker named Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews is a great linebacker. The Packers defense is still ass, like bottom 20 in the league. Reason being because they don't work cohesive the cohesiveness of, of the group aren't in sync with what that p- player is capable of. Same with Kyle Mack and other player. But if your defense as a whole accept certain philosophies or get on the same page to so where it's though just like, all right, we not to this level, like we're not top five cornerbacks or linebackers or whatever, but we do this together, we're on the same page, and we got a great coordinator, we could be a top five defense in this league. And that's why I like football because it, it, it takes a unit. You could be as good as you want to be. It's always you still gotta rely on your, the next yeah. man, no um, matter what. Four major sports: hockey, baseball, football, basketball. I say that football is probably the most team-oriented sport. I would Absolutely, be hockey then. Absolutely, basketball, basketball. Than baseball. Absolutely, like you gotta rely on the man next to you. Exactly, your job is dependent on him. Like if me and Daryl play a linebacker right? I was on the middle, he was on the outside. If I didn't do my job on the middle, he couldn't do his job on the He's still gonna look bad. Is no, if he didn't do his job on the outside, I'm still gonna look bad. Is no way, like, everybody has to be on assignment. It's just looking like, like, bottom line is our secondary is just getting smoked. But their defense is not that good on paper. But them dudes, the, I'm talking about New Orleans Saints, but them dudes was flying around the field like, they were top five in every category I mean, because they had that confidence. Passes. Everything. <laughs> crazy, man. And, they're, and I'm telling you, their defenders were not that good. Or often should have been able to put up points on them. Should have. Not that good. It's, it's no excuse. All good. It's water under the bridge. You know what I'm saying? Well, it is what it is. I'm not going to be. I did listen to some sports talk today. I did. I'm damn. not going to be one of these people that say, uh, you know, too much negativity. I'm not gonna say that they quit. I'm not gonna say that they suck. I'm gonna just say the Eagles won a Super Bowl last year. I'm sure I can ride that high for another year. I'm not right. I can't ride it for five years. I can ride it for two more years. But for me, it's like we've got the we got the ingredients. And as long as we have a, a head coach who won a Super Bowl in his second year as a head coach, okay, a quarterback. Who everyone expects has the ability and can win a Super Bowl. I want to see. I don't need a Super Bowl, but I want to see contention. Right. I want to see playoffs every year. Absolutely. Every year. There's no reason we shouldn't make the playoffs this year. Even with these, we four and six right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's going to be a rough go. But honestly, if Maybe we win out, can beat the Redskins. Right. We we went out in our division. Right. We beat the Cowboys next game. We got the Giants. No, who we got next? I'm sorry. We got the Redskins. All right, we we went out our division, and our the people in our division lose. We can still get a wild card. No, the I mean, not a wild card, but we can still can get it. still make the playoffs. But can they win with this secondary? Game? No, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Like, if getting in the playoffs, McCoy carves up the Eagles, man. Uh, McCoy's man. gonna be starting for the Redskins if he gets the time, a bad injury, he's out. Yeah, he's done. He's a dunyan. If Colt McCoy... That was fucked up. Destroys the Eagles. Yeah. First of all, I got tickets. Shout out to my pop for giving me and my brother. And you know what? Now that we're talking about it and I'm thinking about it, I'm appreciative of the tickets. Thank you, Dad. Did he give us these tickets because the Eagles suck right <laughs> You know God damn well. <laughs> if they was on a win streak, your pop was not giving you those no tickets. He, he, the game on December 23rd, I can't think. Oh, uh, Houston. Man, yeah. he better win. He probably like, man, fuck this season. This shit will wash. What I can say is I haven't <laughs> gone to home games for wins and losses. Yeah, it's rough. But it's nothing worse than pe- going to a game that is a loss. Oh, luckily, right. I haven't paid for these tickets, so I won't take it as personal. When I pay for tickets and we lose, it's, I take oh, it Oh, yeah. personal. Super salty. What the fuck, this is my money. <laughs> I, felt, I felt the way when we lost and I paid money to have a tailgate. I was was (laughs) celebrating for this I was tight when we lost that Panthers game I was pissed when we lost the Vikings game I wasn't even that mad I was pissed I was sour I was a sour apple because I had such a good time at the tailgate and it just got ruined by the Vikings but they had a vendetta whatever nonetheless I'm not gonna say this season is a wash, but it's a wash. We in a trash can. But luckily our division isn't that good. The Giants are already out of it. Giants we can still put trash. the Cowboys out. The Cowboys are just nah, water. we can put them out. The Redskins and, lost their starting quarterback. Right. So we can put everybody out and still make the playoffs. We might get spanked. But if in these next if we get it together in these next few games, I don't know about the defense. I don't know about the defense. But if our offense gets it together and we can actually put up some points on the board. Then our defense might be able to sustain us. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm optimistic about that side. That our offense might be able to get in sync, get on the same page, and get they you know get they stuff together. Our defense, we we don't lost our whole secondary basically besides our strong safety. I Mike Jank. That's it. That's it. So the, that's the Eagles, man. We lost all the. Our uh, loyal ladies who turned in, tuned in real quick and hopped off the line once they heard me talking about sports. But well, we're going to keep the same energy and stick with Philly. I'm talking about Jilly from Philly. Jilly, Jilly. Jilly. Walk around the park Yes. The dark. Young. Yes. So, first thing I want to say about that is if you just now find it out, that Jill Scott is, is a, freak? a freak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't been listening yeah, to her yeah. music. Yeah, you not. You missed the boat. She been telling y'all. She right. been telling us. Excuse me. Because I've been listening. Yeah. I am a Jill Scott fan. Yeah. Where's the music Soul Child at, real quick? And that's my guy. What happened, music? I I really can use music <laughs> Soul Child. But you know, Jill Scott, man, Jelly. she told y'all. Did you? I sang it. Let's take a long walk around the park. After th- I mean, she talks about fucking in the park. I'm not saying that every girl who wants to have sex in public is a freak. I'm saying if she's willing to have sex in public, she might, she be, might be a freak. Yeah. You, you can, <laughs> if you want to wager on it, you can bet on it. I would bet on it. That's Why not? So when we see her giving the, the microphone, microphone that yeah with the twist. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's when you know, she, know. you know she knows. If you know she knows. You know all you know she had to do was lick her palms or spin her. That's what you said. <laughs> yeah. That that and was the girl like she her. not playing. Yeah. Yeah. But she was she was doing the demonstration for the women and the men and the crowd just to get a, 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 a visual of what she's talking about, what she means. And I, I appreciated it. <laughs> that's all I was doing. Like I I was appreciating it. I was definitely, see, music, I do see music visually, meaning, like, if somebody's a great storyteller, I can visualize what they're trying to, the picture they're trying to paint for me, Mm -hmm. but watching Jill Scott do that on stage just did something to me, it made me appreciate her on another level, because Jill Scott has always been, like, my example of BBW season. And there is nothing to be ashamed. Like, people think when we say BBWs and stuff like that, like that, people are shaming y'all. Ain't Mm -hmm. no shame coming. Mm -hmm. We love BBWs over here. First of all, we have skinny women. So, it's kind of critical coming from us. It is. But I promise you. I promise you. Check out our resume. Yeah, the resume (laughs) will tell you. It's not really what we we carry around with us right now. That's just a point of preference. But that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. That's just how it worked out. <laughs> but that's not because we prefer one more than the other. No. Nah. Appre- I, appreci- I love BBWs. 100%. Nice and Jill Scott and cozy is my example. Like, usually, freaky. two, three, four years ago, two, three, or four years ago, Jill Scott posted a picture. And she had on a nightgown. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I actually have that saved in my Google Drive. Exactly. That picture. Like, that should go to tell you, like, she was with the shits a long time ago. Jill Scott. Here's what I want all BBWs to know. A real man is going to love all of them curves. A real man sees that sex appeal. Jill Scott got sex appeal. 100%. 100%. Like... Every skinny chick ain't got sex appeal. Nope. All right, let's, Not at let's, all. Let's throw that out there. Every girl with a fat ass Every ain't, got sex a ain't got sex appeal. Every girl ain't got sex appeal. Every double D pair of titties ain't, ain't got, got sex, sex appeal. appeal. No, no. It's it's that swag. Tell it's him. that persona. Tell it's him. That, that way you carry yourself. You, the embodiment girl. of who you are. If you thin, you could be slim. You could be slim thick. You could be BBW. You can be plus plus size. If you carry it in a manner where you... You deserve and draw attention into you because of how you project into the university. People got an aura, and Jill Scott got that aura. I'm not gonna tell you. I appreciate her lips and her teeth and everything about her, just like every inch of her body. Like it's not, it's not just that. She carries it and personifies it and exudes that 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 confidence that you want in a woman. That when you do approach her, when she approaches you, you ain't gotta worry about her saying, "Oh, keep the lights off. I don't like the way I look with my shirt." <laughs> yes, off. Baby, leave baby, the lights baby. on. If I didn't I like your see. gut, you wouldn't have got here. If I exactly. was gonna turn you down, don't stretch my skill. Keep the them just tiger stripes, baby. It's just designs. They just designs. It's just designs. I'll lick them if you want. I I'll will do anything damn. to them tiger stripes. That just let me know what, what Cat Williams say. It was the Cat Williams. You was and big, you got small. You small, you got day, big. Whatever. Ain't nobody care about your stretch marks, girl. And you got a little punch, especially if you had a little baby. So what? I don't give a damn. Like, man. You got to exude that confidence. She carries herself. For me, has always been sexy. Yes. yes. What's, what's your favorite Jill Scott song? Oh, it's definitely uh I can't think of the name of the song, but it's a, let's "Take a Long Walk Around the Park." I know my John is uh, my john is "It the Way." Is, is it the way, way? nigga? Because uh, she shut her plans down with her girlfriend. She said, "My man coming through, me, And tonight I'm trying to hit the high score now. Yeah. And this is, Wait, I'm, what this is, what's this is that? come on, you just announced you're free. Who says that? <laughs> like what? Talk she, that Talk to me, baby. And and we can go go into album cuts, but I'm just saying, just on a popular level like the way was my that represented for me what Jill Scott was all about like she is into her man whoever the man that she chooses because she chooses men don't choose her mm-hmm. That's that I'm telling y'all it's that confidence like Jill Scott's just different she has a different aura so yeah it didn't surprise me it I just enjoyed me. it I will say though I did watch the video The way she worked that microphone. Yes. Made you jump. All of that. Yeah. All of that. Do all of that. It made me want to go home. All she had to do. Only other thing she needed to do was spit on it. Other than that. Right. (laughs) And you know she didn't spit on it because it was the microphone. It was the microphone. But she looked like she was into (laughs) it. Other than that. Uh, Yes. So. If you are into performing fellatio. You know, give it a, give it a watch. Give it a watch. I, I I won't even say that. That video wasn't for the faint of heart. Meaning, if you not if you not into your per, your your partner like that, because that's not a blowjob a chick just gonna give you. No, like that's no, not no, no that that's wasn't one of those. You've earned. That's a love. That's a I'm in love with you. I love you. The skin you and I love every inch of you and I just wanna please you. And that is special treatment. So when y'all look at cause this is what I assume. I could be wrong, cause I'll be wrong about a lot of shit that I assume. But when a nigga tell me, dog, I love it, it's like when a nigga is head over heels for a chick, I'd be like, the blowjob must be fired. <laughs> <laughs> she gave him the I love you nigga you ain't going nowhere because honestly a chick with a mean Chewy like a chick you a mean Chewy you don't want to lose her you want to keep her on the team by any means necessary and I'm not going to tell you what to assume about my ladies and how we operate like my girlfriend like the girl I choose to be my woman my wife but I just want you to know that you should assume <laughs> if it's me I can't speak for him I can't speak for no other man, but when it comes to me, I appreciate things like that. That is what separates, like, all the humping in the world, humping around, jumping around. It's cool. And like I said, it's not for every chick. But every, you know, like, every woman is not into it like that. But, and I respect that, too. I do. I do. They got the right. But what I will say is, if you're not into that, you're not into me. Like, it's not, you're not for me. I will never accept it. As from a standpoint of a woman that I would prefer to deal with. You know what I'm saying? For me, like... I have a history of average to great chewies, So, I'm okay with (laughs) average and above average head. I'm willing to put in the effort to teach you. Mm -hmm. How you gonna keep me is... Will I get tired of your ass? Your blow job, even if it's just average or above average, you have to have the want to. I don't. Everyone to have to ask for head. Nope, that's a no no. I don't. That I don't is have a that no no. no. That's what I'm saying. Some some pe- some people do. You gotta ask. I uh, no, no no no. Some niggas gotta twist the arm. No no no. Baby, you gonna do something special for me tonight? Yeah no that's and I don't want it to be special. I don't want it to be like this is a let's standard. not put it in that category. It's a standard It's a part of what we do. That's what I'm saying. It's a standard. Listen, I I'm good. I'll I'll put in the effort to teach you because I like certain things. You gotta, you gotta attend to my balls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Work Facts. the shaft. Don't forget. I mean, I don't like too much attention on my head. I and I don't like my joint done down to whereas though you try and get it out the way. Like no, you trying to get no, me out of here. Like take your time go. you don't want me to work. Right. No, you want me to take my time. Right. Take your time. You want me to get into it. And you can help me get into it. Grab my head. Right. I you know. I I do it. Anything. Sir? I'm I'm a pleaser. Give me some guidance. I'm, I'm a pleaser. That shit. So I need to be pleased. And that's the thing. Like I'm not one-sided with mine. It's just like I'm a pleaser, so I have to be pleased. And Jill Scott just gave the novices And the experienced women, the experienced women said, she know what to do. And the novices said, what is she doing? And the the, the women that are novices that don't really, that aren't really into taking it to the next level to please their man. I'm just saying, like, you you coming up a little short. That's all. I mean. I ain't judging you, though. I am. You got to want to. Even if you don't want to, you got to want to. And we can tell. Yeah, it's in the it's a energy, certain, it's right. The, uh, it's a certain type. Like, the function. like I said, there's a hooker's blowjob, meaning they're trying to try get you out of the way for the next John, and that's the jacka Jacket, Jagger, Jacket, all right, I'm out the way. And then there's the Jill Scott performance. That's what I want. And that's the, the keeper's mentality. Like the woman that's the keeper in my eyes is the woman that goes above and beyond the call of duty mm-hmm. to please her man because you can't ask for that. That's not something you ask for. That's something that she puts on you and you like, oh god, I ain't going nowhere for the rest of my life. Like this is it. I fuck around only this bed. Right. <laughs> this is it. You get up. You pull a blanket off the bed the way you, yeah she's get so tight. <laughs> you pull the you pull the covers off the bed when you get up. That's yeah. how crazy. If it got. she make me say whoa and start like pulling away, <laughs> back away from her, she, yeah. nigga, you ain't going nowhere, girl. And, and that's that Jill Scott. And, and, and that's what and I'm calling it from now on. That Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. That's what separates. Yeah, that's what.
1: The I'm not gonna say girls.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna say that makes you my woman. <laughs> but nine times out of ten, <laughs> a Jill Scott, and do not letting that go easily. I'll just say that. Because like he think about it. Right. A dude's not going to be like, oh, man, because she got on my nerves today. Nah, That shit going to make you fuck think twice. You're going to say, fuck this bitch. And then when your homies leave, you're going to think about it. Right. I sure could use some head. <laughs> right. Or is she doing that to somebody else, yes. i kill her. Because <laughs> when it's like that, yeah. you don't want nobody else to no. have it. No. That's niggas get so super stingy Yes. Possessive, <laughs> super possessive with some good hair. Like, no, she ain't going there. out a wedding. Listen, I can handle, and this is like an extreme, extreme I can't handle either, but I'm just saying in general, I can handle a nigga hitting it more than I can handle a girl treating this nigga to one of those. Mm-hmm. Like, you treat a nigga to one of those, that's saying something else. Like, yams is yams, but... You treat, oh my god, I will jump off a bridge chasing your ass, <laughs> trying to kill you. <laughs> I will bust your, your ass, ass like Assassin's Creed. I think I, I would, I don't prefer either, right? But if I had to choose. Right, that's what I'm saying, it's like extreme. I mean, the yams are the yams. Right. I'm going to the right thing Right, suck. it's just like, if I'm going to forgive you for cheating, it's like, yeah. alright, you fucked them. But this is your second dick. <laughs> That is where the point bone of contention comes, in. this is unforgivable. This is unforgivable. You are the devil. You are the devil. How can I? Oh, you want to give me one of the Alright, <laughs> I forgive oh, you. you I forgive you. I love you. I love again. you again. Don't just don't do it again. Oh man. Yeah. But I appreciated it, and the people that ridiculed it, you're weird. Yeah. You're. Man, I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't even understand. Yeah, like. I don't even understand how you could have an issue, take any issue with that. That performance art, sometimes you have to express what your meaning is. Like, the meaning behind her lyrics can kind of get lost for interpretation. So she had to give you an example. When she put on a hell of a show. Like, I, in that moment, wanted to be a microphone. I never thought about being a microphone in my life. (laughs) I've never wanted to be a microphone either. And I would, it wouldn't have been a microphone then. I would have liked to stand in a place of the, of the microphone. microphone. Absolutely, I talk about the crowd. Nothing. Everybody can look at my big old white ass. I stand mm-hmm. right there just like this. Yes. Head start leaning back. If my if I put if I put my hands behind my head and my head started drifting back. That means I'm getting real comfortable. That means you're doing a good job. If my hands didn't drop from behind my head and grab onto whatever is next to me, then <laughs> that, means that means you're, you're out of me somewhere. Right. If I start running that's, like a bitch, that's an out of body. <laughs> we call that an out of body. Out of body. That's an out of body experience. Yeah. Man. That's a soul snatcher. Yes. You soul snatcher. So I was talking to this. Uh... This is going to sound so fucking inappropriate. I was talking to this fourteen-year-old kid yesterday this weekend. Fourteen-year-old transsexual. Premise this. You what you? I'm a social worker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this child has had multiple allegations of sexual abuse against. I'm going to call him him because I asked him specifically, "What do you want to be referenced as? He, she, what?" He said he don't care. So I'm calling him him because he said he don't care. And so he's had allegations of sexual abuse, that people have abused him sexually, and that he has been performing sexual acts on people. So I get in the car, I had The Breakfast Club on a podcast. It's the middle of the night. No, it's not the middle. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm transferring this kid from one foster home to another foster home. And the conversation happened to be about sex. On The Breakfast Club? On The Breakfast Club. I have listened to the podcast of it. It was a last week's episode or a week before. I don't know. So he hears that and somehow, not somehow, that leads to us discussing sex because what I do, even though this wasn't my client, I was on call, so I'm working for somebody else, doing a job for somebody else. I'm like, I'm going to talk to this kid about sex if he starts the conversation because he's been having a lot of sexual things happen to him and/or sex. and or performing sex. I'm going to make sure this kid's safe. All right. First of all, this kid... He's like I say he's 14. He could he's like six fucking four, no exaggeration. He was tall as shit. I came up to like his chin. Motherfucker was huge, like big, not fat big, like big. Broad. With a so long so ass weave. <laughs> was it, he was it was born as a he was born as a boy? Yeah, he was born as a boy. Okay. He's transitioning I to mean a, to a, say it. Sorry. to I'm... a female. So we talking about it and somehow we get to that part. Because I was like, well, once you get older, you're not going to care about sex as much. I'm telling a half truth, you know, but you're not going to care about sex as much. He's like, no, I can't believe that. It's no way. Because don't you get to a point where can't somebody just snatch your soul? Wait, <laughs> what? I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like well, boy, you 14. Whoa. What the fuck you know about soul snatching? He was like, well, I be hearing that girls to snatch a guy's soul. I'm like that's rare well <laughs> I'm trying to be as I'm trying to be a therapist but also remember I'm talking to a 14 year old like walk that fine line of appropriateness right I'm okay. like Listen, man. Listen, soul snatches <laughs> are a huge minority. Soul snatchers is real, son. And they're all, yeah, nothing. and they're all in relationships. But I'm like, <laughs> but I'm yeah. like so I did say soul snatching is rare, and I tried to go on this like spiritual journey with him. I'm like, yeah, when you have sex, you should be exchanging of energy. He wasn't trying to hear none of that shit. He was like, and that's how we got to the soul snatching. He was like, man, ain't no exchange of energy. Only thing I know is sometimes you get your soul snatched. This all I ever heard about. I'm like, man, look. Jill Scott might snatch a nigga soul. I'm a youngin. I ain't say this, but now I saying I would never say this to a kid, but youngin, you think you want to transition? Let Jill Scott get her hands on get me. her hands on that ass. Nigga, you, you be ain't home. doing nothing. I ain't going nowhere. Or gonna you know might it. still feel like you're a woman, but you won't keep that penis. Right. <laughs> you won't be fucking with men and women. Cause I I I'm just, I don't know how you could ever cut it off. Like, whatever you oh, deal the with. Thing? I know it's a thing. Whatever you deal with. but uh, I'm not even going go down that journey. I want to stick to Jill Scott. All I'm saying is, women, ladies, every woman that is a soul snatcher out here, or majority of them, <laughs> are in happy <laughs> relationships. Committed relationships. A nigga like me ain't committing to nothing that ain't a soul snatcher. If you believe yourself to be a soul snatcher and your man is cheating on you, you're probably not a soul snack. You're probably not a soul snack. Or if he's not, he, yeah, not even if he's just cheating. If he doesn't basically. If he lets you find out he's cheating. Yeah. If he's sloppy, it's something wrong with you or him. Either you're not all that you think you are or he just ain't shit. He don't appreciate what he got. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of married soul snatchers, non-soul snatchers out here. I'm sure. And your husband is miserable. <laughs> like, your husband is fucking probably miserable if he's ever had his soul snatched before. Because he's thinking about them soul snatchers each and every night. See, a soul snatcher make you want to go home. A soul mm-hmm. snatcher make you not want to cheat. You're going show. home. Like, listen... Y'all can go out here and play what you want. Listen, you know she's sexiest- not going to do it like that. So I don't want that. I can't go from a, a 10 to a 5. I need a... I'm, I, I had a 10. I want a 10 every time. Dog, the sexiest thing my lady ever said to me was when we was talking about some of my behaviors, she like, if you're going to fucking cheat on me, I will never forgive you and never understand Because all you got to fucking do is roll over in this pussy right here whenever you want it. I say, you know what? Goddamn. You absolutely right. You absolutely right. And you know what I did last night? Rolled my ass right over. Bloop. It wasn't that easy. Had to throw some spit on my hand. Bloop. Leave it. Bloop. Worked that ass right up. She don't never say no. That's my soul snatcher. That's why my ass ain't going. Nan out of the way. Yeah. You stay home. I take my ass right in the house. That's right. I, coming I, you coming out? No. There's a, there's a thin line. There's a thin line. And dudes are, we are the simplest creatures. And that's why I don't understand how women don't understand men. Men are so simple. But if you worried about your dude never really staying home, and that's because he's dealing with a soul snatcher. He out in them streets fucking with them soul snatch- if, you, if you're not a soul snatcher He got one in the tuck, And he might love you Because you, you might be an amazing woman You might be a beautiful person You know what I mean Because we're not going to reduce This is something shallow So we're not going to reduce you to being a soul snatcher Mm-mm, It's no, not no. that That's, not, you're that's probably, not all that you are right? Like You're probably very intelligent, eloquent, classy lady You know, got it going on Very educated, career driven, all that So he's not going to let that oh, go you're a good part of your He is not going to let you. that go for a soul snatcher. Let's, let's keep that clear. But he's always going to be thinking about the soul snatchers whenever you ain't snatching his soul. So when you giving him that mediocre, just know. And and look, I'm not, I ain't Dr. Feelgood here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I know a thing or two. If you're not, your man is going to yearn for that attention. If he's ever had it. If he never had it, cool. Yeah, you, know, you, can't you don't got nothing you to compete had. with. Yeah, yeah. But if you've had it, if you've been exposed to that shit, I'm not gonna lie. It's like taking coke for the first time. I never took coke, but <laughs> you know what it is. Actually, people told me when you take crack for the first time, you're spending the rest of your crack chasing career that chasing that same high. I've yeah, heard that. Getting your soul snatched for the first time, you spend your career chasing that high. You're I don't not know my first time. I've had I had great head up until a point, but once when I really. I I had thought I had my soul snatched before. But when this girl made my fucking knees buckle, I knew things had changed for the rest of my life. I remember it so fucking clear, dog. Standing in the bathroom, she giving me top. And my fucking knees almost gave out. I had to grab the ball. I was about to fall. No exaggeration, no bullshit, no hype. She made my fucking knees buckle and I said, you know what? I will never let you go. Me and her still friends. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, pop, me head, nah, we still friends. We still friends. I have her best interests at heart. <laughs> at all <laughs> times. <laughs> I just want you to be happy. I just yeah. want to make sure you're okay. I can't have you. I'm not going to have you. Yeah. But I am invested in making sure you have quality that you are aware. I want good things for you because you are fucking amazing. Yes, that's my homie. Man. There's, there's, there's a j- is no, it mean, is just a different. You? It will have you looking at a woman differently. Like you be like, yo, I just was going in to get the games real quick, and I'm notorious. Like, like some people got something to prove. I just be wanting the credit. You know what I'm saying? Like. With certain chicks, like, when I... My encounters with them wasn't really for me to prove a point. It was really for me to get the credit because I just was like, yo, I just want to hit that. Sure. So I just get it out the way and just, like, I hit it. It's a box. It's a box check. The women I chased were the women that did some shit that was exceptional and it was like, I gotta get you back. And that's when, because I'm a competitive person by nature, (laughs) so it's just like, oh, you ain't gonna whip my ass, though. Like... (laughs) You got me fucked up. So, to all the Jill Scotts out there, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be an issue with finding, no, it might be an issue with finding a man. Yeah, because you're not, it's not like you're presenting with yeah. your mouth ah, open and shit. But no. keeping a man should never be a problem. Never be an issue. Soul Snatchers should never have a problem with man retention. That's not even, that's unheard of. <laughs> it's, just, it's just something that. I mean, if you already a soul snatcher, all you gotta work on is being a good partner. Right. Be shit. fair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Be respectful. If, 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 right. Whatever. Like, just do your part like, in the you house. You got one of the A one qualities. Right. And and literally, that's A one. Mm-hmm. No man would decline or not appreciate that because you're not getting, especially when I've been with more than five women. I'm, I'm gonna say five. If you've been with more than five women, you know a soul snatcher. If you have been with five and under, you probably don't know. You might not experience... And I'm not a numbers okay. guy, so I'm not going like... I don't get into body counts and stuff. But I'm just saying in general, you've been with more than... you, you got to have a test and pull five. They perform fellatio, that is. So, um, yeah, Joe Scott just put on a... Shows you what a soul snatcher does. So, respect to Jilly from Philly. 100%. And honestly, respect to... All all the musicians from Philly. Philly has put out some great music. Oh yeah, you know we, gotta like, we got a definitely we got pedigree, baby. we got pedigree baby pedigree pedigree. And I'm just saying R&B. We got the, Jill. The city has a spirit. I mean, Marsha Ambrosia ain't from here, but she lived here. We claim it, her. We oh, yeah. got some of the greatest R&B singers. And again, I'm gonna say, hey, yo, music. What's up, bro? He tried to be a rapper. Yeah, and I yeah and I, I wasn't. I'm Philly. not here for none of that. Music. You know you you know what we need. Shout out to Maxwell. Maxwell just dropped another joint. He I did. will forever be a fan of Maxwell. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just a fan of some good r and I'll be seeing you be having your R&B moments on the ice. On the R&B, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, every now and again, probably every monthly I do an R&B race segment on my Instagram where I'm just going through the hits. And I'm, I'm singing, man, and rock with me sometimes from time to time. I'm going to introduce y'all to some stuff. Some stuff y'all don't know. Some stuff y'all do know. But at the end of the day, I know how to jam. I'm a music hit. Who's some uh, newer R&B artist that you're feeling? That I like? How new? Because I like Miguel. I mean, whatever. Miguel, yeah, Miguel's the guy. He's consistent. I always like Lloyd. Yeah, Lord, um know. Trey Songs. He um, got some new music I ain't listen to. Neo, yet. always Neo's like consistent. Neo. Um This is people from 2004. No, give me, give me to 2010 and on. 2010 and on. Uh it's Frank Ocean. Nah, because hey, Frank, Frank Ocean, Ocean last project know, right? was Suspect. Like I don't know what the hell. He had two. Yeah, Miguel still 2010 and on. So Miguel, I don't like Bryson Tiller. Um, I I, the nigga Anderson Pack. Oh yeah, he's hot, man. The nigga like Anderson him. Pack. Um, I like uh, Ro James. So Ro What's or the nigga from names? Chicago? B J. The Chicago BJ kid. Chicago kid. I like his. I got album. church in the morning. You know, him like that. Um, I like her. I like a lot of the females. I do. Like I do. Her. I, like I, do. SZA. I do. Like I like SZA I a like, lot. Uh, Kalani. What's that other woman? Uh, I can't think of her name. Janae Ayako? Yeah, I like her, but that's not who I was. I like about. SZA, SZA. LMA. What's her name? I haven't really. Hood um, up was it too much. It was, yeah, it's just they ran that into the yeah, blood. It was too much. Uh What is her name? I can picture her, but yeah, Ariana Grande. She's too so pop. here's what I'll say: Tupac, because I got all these fucking kids, <laughs> and I don't want to consistently play a bunch of ratchet and hardcore and fucking and shaking your ass shit. I do find myself listening to a lot of pop music, mm-hmm. so in my car, Ariana Grande is in probably heavy rotation. Selena Gomez, uh, Alessia Cara, uh, Halsey maybe I'm not sure. I, I might I just know her name. I'm not sure if I actually be paying her shit. <laughs> <laughs> just being honest, but yeah, but no, they're not they're not my I'll top. Be, I be trying but that. Ana Grande man, she kind of annoys me. They all annoy me. I don't like them up to the You don't know like Alessia Cara. I like her one song. She got some hits, bro. I like that song where she talking about um where she didn't want to be at the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hear that y'all. Um she I like joints. Hits. I like the girl, uh. But she's probably not new. You don't know. We can all be royal. Who that? Is Lord? that's Lord, right? Lord? She ain't been out of men. She ain't been out. Well, I like Lord's song. Um it's this other chick. I be I be listening to rock like soft rock and roll. As you should. Oh, okay. I be listening to fucking uh Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Yeah. So I'm like, it's a song. <laughs> um, it wasn't Lord though. Forget her name. Devlo. Yeah. I, know I that gotta stay high all the time to keep you off my mind. That jump. Yeah. But yeah, I like her. That's some good music. Oh, bad. and I like Megan Trailer. Like, Trainer. Trainer. Yeah. Like Megan Train. Bruno Mars. Of course, Bruno Mars Mars is like, yeah, Bruno Mars is just the dopest thing out. Shit. He gives you what you need. He got that spirit. It's that New Jack Swing. Mm -hmm. The spirit of New Jack Swing lives through Bruno Mars. That's the reason why we like it so much, because it transcends through all audiences. Like, our parents like Bruno Mars. Mm -hmm. We like Bruno Mars. Our kids like Bruno Bruno Mars. Mars Every station. He's the Michael Jackson of our era. He's what Chris Brown should be. He's what Chris Brown should be. B. He is what Chris Brown should be, and Chris Brown is great and exceptional talent. But the reason Chris Brown won't connect is because he got too hip hop influence. I don't like my R and B niggas rapping too much. Like, you can rap, Avery, but yeah. just a little bit. You can know, you know me what mean? I mean? blow I gave you like you can do flow. right. It's okay. It, you hit it right on the but nose. That's not what I want. Well, right, usher sure hit the U S H E R R A Y M O N D. That was cool. That was cool, but. Outside of that, he stuck to the R&B. Chris Brown. Not that you listen. It's your art. But all this, you know, cold R&B. Like, I like my R&B to be love. Like, yeah. act like you don't love. Stop acting like you're too cool for these hoes. Yeah. Like, yo, love, these, love your woman, man. When I listen to R&B, I want to hear something yeah. that either is going to make me feel good, right. put me in a certain good type of mood. Right. It's a spirit behind it. It's a spirit. I, like, you know, I don't want my R&B to be rough. Right. I don't want to feel like I don't love my girl. Yeah. Like, I I don't want to feel like it's not cool. Right. I don't want to feel like it's not cool to love my girl. Like, I like loving my girl. So, you want me to go out here and be a player? How do you feel about the curse words in R&B now? Because I remember a time where you wasn't... We weren't getting curse words in R&B. Now I be hearing fuck all the time and all types of stuff. It's too much. But I did, like... Fuck you back to sleep, <laughs> like for some reason. That is a specific thing. I know, I mean, but it was it was fitting. Um, but other than that, and you know, some other songs of that same. It, film, it just I don't. I can take a little bit, right? R&B. I can take a little bit, but not. It shouldn't be the hook. It should be like you slipped it in there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that. I think. Profanity and R and B, it, it it has a place, but it don't. Todd Dolla Sign, my nigga. Whew. You already know Todd Dolla, my nigga. Fire, Jeremiah. Oh, Jeremiah still got. They just me. dropped the mixtape. Ty mm-hmm. Dolla Sign, Jeremiah yeah. just, just dropped the mixtape. It, mixed it. it, it, was, it was it was it was alright though. It got repetitive at times, but listen, Dawson's Break is the best song of 2017. Like people didn't give it the notoriety it deserved. I'm sorry, did it come out this year or last year? But if you go back and listen to um Ty Dolla Sign's um last project. Like, his last album. That whole album is fire the whole way through. But Dawson's Breek, if you want to catch a vibe... Because niggas like Todd Dawson on Jeremiah, like, the whole hit maker movement over there. It got a vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it make me feel like it's sunny outside. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I got me a shirt on with no... I got a button-up shirt on. That's special about R&B. It gives you a vibe. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, it puts you in a vibe. And I literally... If if you ever watch me, like the way I get dressed, the way I come and present myself, it's literally depending on what I'm listening to. (laughs) Remember in college, we could not get dressed to go somewhere for real, for real, if we had music on? We had to have music on. That's supposed to turn my whole outfit. Absolutely. It's just a spirit. It put a spirit in you. Like, remember we was going to Vegas? And we, I was like, yo, Bruno Mars, 24 karat. Like, we had to play that. That's because it gives you a spirit. And if you looked at how I was dressed in Vegas, I had a button-up shirt on with no shirt on Chess underneath on. my chest. Taco out, meat. Taco meat with a gold chain on. Because that was the vibe. And, and that that's the spirit I get from, like, Todd Dawson. It's just like a free – I just feel free. I feel, you know, wavy. So that kids yeah. we used to be. Oh yeah, all that kissy ghost man. But yo, it's this dude that I just discovered, named, um, damn, I get his name back. But this dude is like a blend between Travis Scott and Kid Honey. From me It's like a medley. I will send it to you though. Bermuda. But this is, I forget it. How did I figure this name? I just found him earlier today. But his music was it was it was interesting. I'll see that. I, ain't gonna I say gotta, all gotta right. start getting more. Explorative with my music. Because for the last few years, I've been really like stingy with my time. Like if I'm not sure you're about to give me something I want to invest time in and listen to, I'm like I'm not even gonna try it. I do want to get back into a space where I'm trying different. I just ride music. to it because I'm always in transport. So it's just like I'll throw it on. If nothing invokes the spirit, I'm literally a feeling person. So if I can't feel the music, mm-hmm. if it don't invoke any spirits in me. I just bypass it. But see the difference between me and you is you'll play that stuff with the kids in the car. Absolutely. I gotta put on top forty hits. Yeah, but I'm, <laughs> no, car, I'm shit. I'm I'm definitely a product of how I was raised. Like nobody never like my parents wasn't those no type. My mom I never was censored from nothing. And I could have turned out to be a lot worse than I am because I do have discipline, I have respect, all that shit. But at the same time, me having that exposure never really made me kind of, you know, abuse it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because while I was exposed to Snoop Doggy Dog in 1993, and I was actually singing Bitches Ain't Shit But Holes and tricks, and listening to the Chronic, I also was listening to Frankie Beverly and me I was also listening to Marvin. So I had that. And that's what I do with my kids. My daughter loves Beyonce. She loves Kids Bop, though. She loves Michael Jackson. She, I, she likes Cardi B, but I introduced like Bruno Mars. So it's just like, I can try to shield you from it, but it's just like all things, you know, if I, if I protected you from it your whole life and then you get exposed to it you don't know what to do with it, you're not going to do it or you're going to run dogs. So now I just, I just try to keep that balance. Like when we talk about balance, I'm like that all the time, righteous and ratchet, all the time and my kids are righteous and wretched. like you know you can't curse around me now when we have a conversation because i don't curse at my kids they might hear me like if you call me one day and you say something funny on the phone i might curse back you know what i'm saying if they're sitting there but i'm also cognizant like oh shit i gotta still try to you know fix that up i'm trying to get better with that but at the same time i want to shield my kids as much as possible but i also want to prepare them and my whole goal is to prepare them they, I want them to see the true essence of who I am, mm-hmm. so they feel comfortable with who they are becoming, and well, then I can insane. correct them. I definitely want my kids to know the truth about who I am. Right. I don't want to hide who I am from my kids. I want them to know my past. I want them to experience my present, and I want us to all plan and live for our future. So I do. I'm gonna switch it up. I've I'm, been I'm switching it up. I don't curse at my kids. I'm just starting to every once in a while. If I slip up and have a curse as I'm around my kids, I don't get. Before, I really feel bad about it. Like, oh, shit, yeah, you know, they just heard me curse. Oh, what the fuck? But at the same time, my pop used to cuss <laughs> us the fuck out. And to this day, I still don't really curse around my parents. So I got to remember stuff like that. Just because you see it and you experience doesn't that mean balance, you want to be it. But you it's got different. that respect, right? Yeah, and it's about respect. It, it stops right there. This is like, oh, fuck. Damn, I pay a pop. You know what yeah, I definitely. I definitely, it's not like I've never cursed in front of my parents, but I definitely have been apologetic. I mean, you remember the time when I was in the car with my mom. And, I, mean, I don't know if I had your own speech. No, what. you was on the phone with your mom. Yeah. And we were sitting out there, and we was talking all this shit. I did not know he was on the phone with his mom. He yeah, yeah, like, yo, yeah, stop yeah. fucking cussing on the phone with my fucking mom. And not we just really. looked at this nigga like, <laughs> you guys, got- <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I definitely said stop fucking cussing on the phone with my fucking mom and my mom was like she didn't know whether to say thank you or to say what's what the problem I'm like I, I, my bad like I was trying to stop them and yet yeah, you know, I, I got caught in the moment <laughs> <laughs> I was passionate It felt right it's not right, it's it's not not right, like, right mom. I was trying know, to do aggressive. right it, it was, it was oh, all see, wrong. that was funny. All I'm wrong. i still can laugh about yeah, that. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. Everybody stopped and looked at you. I was hard with it. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> you like, just cursed. It was not like I was like, y'all, can y'all stop fucking cussing them on the phone with my fucking mom? No, Yo, you stop fucking cussing with <laughs> my fucking mom. Frustrated and everything. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. And the one looked at me. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Hey, <laughs> <Dang>, this nigga. <laughs> but yeah. yeah it was, I still it, don't it, curse in front of my mom, mom like that. I try not to, at least. I'm not... Like I, I do, it's gonna fly, but it's just not as present. Like I, I, I just have my, I don't curse in front of other people's parents. Like I don't yeah, curse in front of your parents. I don't like, curse. I don't curse, I don't curse in front of none of my it's friends' like, parents. Like I just cut it the off. The respect for elders was. I have an off and on don't switch. Don't talk, cause we was cussing as teenagers and <laughs> stuff. Kids. And so just, I think it's just kind of carried over from that. Like you don't curse in front of your elders now. Right. You don't. We gotta bring that you're back. You're a grown man. Right. But we got to bring that back. I mean, back. it's not like, I call your mom Earlene. I still call right. her Miss Earlene. Right. It's I'll still the stop. respect. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Shit. Yeah, that's what it is. I was calling your dad Mr. Smith. He was like, just call me Pop. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just, but you you have that, you know what I'm saying? It, it just never go away. But that we had a good foundation. Yeah. So, the fact that we went and got into all the debauchery we got into... We still had those checks and balances in order, meaning like there's a higher power or somebody I got to, you know, give it up for. So I, I just need that. So when I when I do become the elder, I will want that. Like, I don't want my kids to feel comfortable with me. Towards the, like, you're going to know dad with the shits. Like, don't think dad was approved. That ain't no square. Never been. So when you start to get out there and do your shit, you start to explore a little bit. and You start smelling yourself and you feel like, oh, I'm the shit. Dad don't know shit. He wasn't doing this shit. This is like, motherfucker, I was right there with you. Oh, yeah, I did put up a post, too, not so long ago, saying, do you call your kids motherfucker from time to time? I do. But anyway, <laughs> motherfucker, I was doing the same shit you was doing, nigga. You yeah. just another repeat. You ain't doing nothing new. I have called, not to their face. No, not to their faces in general. my kids as motherfuckers, assholes. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. <laughs> you know, I think I might have said this before on here. My grandma, my mama introduced me to a, a term, nigger roach, and for the life of me, that is my favorite uh, derogatory term or, or skewed version of nigga mm-hmm. And I have definitely called each and every one of my kids a fucking nigger roach. <laughs> nigger roach. Well, the fucking nigga roach, like it, it's so perfect because it's like a double negative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, You're a nigga and a roach. Fucking nigga, oh, nigga, man. Yeah, man. So, I, I mean, my grandparents... And people like, uh, how you feel about the word nigga. The nigga... My grandma used to call me nigger. My grandma grew up in Jim Crow South. That's
1: my grandparents
0: funny. grew up in Jim Crow South, 1920. If they called me... And I'm... Different strokes for different folks. You have your reasonings to, for not saying it. I have my reasonings for saying it. Whatever. But what I'm saying is my justification or my reasoning behind it is if my grandmother, who I know experienced racism to another degree, calls me nigga, and not in a in an endearing manner. But my grandma was raw. Like, if you ever met my grandmother before, she's she's since passed on. But she was the she had no filter. She was the object of no filter. She told it like it was, said it was on her mind, but take it or leave it. It's grandma. <laughs> what you going to do? I feel you. Even though I really want to get away from using that word, as long as <laughs> it's ingrained in us. older blacks, 60 plus, are saying it, I do kind of feel like it's okay. Because right. all the racism I have experienced, you have experienced, it will never mount up to what Dan's Add up to an iota of what they have experienced. At all, and man. so if they feel comfortable saying it, you know, I'm not saying <laughs> it's justified. I'm not saying they wrong. <laughs> I ain't saying, saying they, they right. Wrong. But they, they, they've been dealing with nigga a lot longer than we uh-huh. have. That's all I'm saying. So, you know that. But that's my basis for it. But your grandma said nigga roach Nigger like. Roach. She, and she might mean it in a derogatory way, but she still say... Oh, she mean it to... to, to you. It's another way to say motherfucker or right. all that type of negative shit. Right. Ain't not You have a hair old person curse somebody out. That shit is the most hilarious shit. I enjoy watching old people curse I people out. I enjoy up. it too. And I enjoy it because... I have an old soul, and I really like to use older words like jive. Jive shit turkey like that. Yeah, my mom still calls me turkey. Heron. A that Jive turkey. hearing he's like job motherfucker. Shit, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it means, but you don't know it. Right? What I mean. like, jive like a fraud. <laughs> 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 jive ass. You call me a fucking phony. Like what's right. That mean? <laughs> like my. I, like, I don't. I don't understand how you're cursing me out right now. But I, 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 I know you mean it though. Like one time. I tell my uncle this shit all the time. He be telling people, like, you can cancel Christmas. And I would be like, yo, I don't know what you mean, but when you say it, it sound like you mean that shit. I don't know <laughs> if it the means fuck something. What does that mean? <laughs> nigga, that's <laughs> what you I'm can saying. cancel Christmas. And then when I, when I said it to him, like, what do you mean by that? He's like, I mean, you can cancel Christmas. Like, whatever plans you got, you can cancel Christmas. You can't <laughs> use the word in the definition. All right, all right. Like, I nigga, mean, I'm I still mean. lost. But... But when he says it, he says it so strong that it's just like, I don't know what you mean, but I know you mean that shit. Yeah. Like, it's like, nigga, you gonna kill me? <laughs> like, you telling me I can cancel Christmas? <laughs> like, you like, be like, yo, he be just talking in regular conversation and shit. And he be like, yeah, this motherfucker thought I was gonna do it. I told that motherfucker, you can cancel Christmas. We ain't gonna do that. I was <laughs> like, you can cancel Christmas. That's like some diabolical shit. Mean? Like, you gonna fuck me up? To where though I can't enjoy my Christmas. Like, I'm trying to figure out. I have never heard that before. I, dog, I swear, yo, you know what I'm wrong. Yeah. That's on Ron you shit. You can cancel Christmas. You can cancel Christmas, fam. Next time I see and him, I'm going to try to force him to give me a definition. Right. Just get him in a conversation. I want to use it. Just have a That's conversation it. with him. He's going to tell you about somebody that could cancel Christmas <laughs> in a conversation. Like Just getting riled up about some shit. He go. He Matter of fact, he was tuning in our podcast sometimes. Or... <laughs> I don't know. What are we talking about? I have no fucking clue. Like, but I said it oh. to people. I said it to people. I, I want to say it, but I don't want to use it in a wrong. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I said it to people, but I ain't know what I meant when I said it. But I know I meant that shit. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm gonna say it with bad shit. Yeah, like you gotta <laughs> mean that shit. That's all. It's just like it's what not. You Christmas. <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> like, huh? Wait, what? Oh, you? Is that a threat? It's next month. What? Why are we? Well, what are we? <laughs> why are we canceling Christmas? Like who cancels Christmas? Don't you got kids? are you? You're <laughs> evil. I don't know. <laughs> you Muslim now? <man. laughs> but the niggas say that shit so fucking strong, and so he delivers it with such vigor. You just like, yeah, yeah, you believe it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna fuck you, the you, 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 we going to have the kids. <laughs> it ain't coming around, Santa, Santa ain't coming this year, kids. Like that. That nigga say that shit, but they got these terms and shit. That's why I like old school shit. Like I like '70s movies and the uh, what's they call it, black. T V or what's it called? Black T V, some shit. But it's just uh the black cinema shit. Oh yeah yeah. But black cinema. Yeah. Like I enjoy watching shit like that just to hear how they talk. Like you job ass. I do you was a hot dog. I definitely dude. do love the seventies and eighties black It TV is movies. hilarious. And and that's when our parents was in the the element. 20s like and 30s. they they twenties they, 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 they were they dressing came. that way. They was talking that way. When I heard what is it? Uh the Mac. When I heard Richard Pryor say, we can handle this like, gentlemen, we can get some gangster shit. I've been saying that shit ever since. Oh, I've been running with it. Because it's a nice way, but it's the realest shit. It's just Uh, like, listen, we can be gentlemen about this. We can get get some some gangster gangster shit. shit. Righteous, ratchet. Yes. That is us, 100%. (sighs) That is the conversation. If you get into an altercation with myself or him, it's just like, listen, we can, we can talk about talk this about and we this. can handle this like gentlemen. Or we, or we can, can go there. And we can get into some gangster shit. Like however you want to handle this I'll shit. I'll bring it to you how you want it. But that was the 70s? Yeah, Wasn't the magnet you 70s, out? Yo. 75, 74. Called him a shade tree nigga. A shade tree nigga. What? You want to die, nigga? <laughs> 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 you want to die. Yo. Yeah. Yo, Richard Pryor is the fucking man. All I'm saying oh is, goodness. you have to go back and know where, because all this shit, we're just building upon the foundation mm-hmm. that because that's when, you know, it was cool, becoming cool to be black. Before that, mm-hmm. we were so oppressed that being black was almost a burden. The late 60s, you know, around Motown, so not the late 60s, from 63 on, I would say, this is a rough estimate. That's when it started to become cool to be black, where you know people started to get into, our, introduced to our culture a little mm-hmm. bit more, and started to get into it. They were stealing it before, yeah, because we you had to deny the what what black people were bringing to American culture, absolutely, musically, uh, fashion, all that acting. shit. acting, acting, and then it was just like, man, we can't, we, we that it stopped becoming uh, stealing it and more shifting to the appropriate. Then it was, I want to be a part, and now it's kind of like the appropriation type mm-hmm. of thing. Now, now we all share culture, but yeah. there was a time where we couldn't really express ourselves fully in depth and people didn't appreciate it. So getting back in touch with, you know, going back to the Motown era in the 70s and the movies that was coming out around that time, the cinema that was out like that shit was fire. And, and that tells you a lot about our history and where we how we got to where we are today. You gotta go back and really just explore that era, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because you can see they was in their prom, nigga. They was us now, exactly. So, this, but it's just in a different world, you know what I mean? We talk all now. this hardy, hard, tough shit, but I really, sometimes I really wonder how I would have moved being born and raised in that time. Dog, it, it was just, it was just different, and like. Old has got principles. That's why I always talk about. I'm a man of principle. Old has got principles. Like I remember one time I was watching this John, this movie and shit, and the old head was calling motherfucker, such a, such a, such a motherfucker, and they was having a regular ass conversation. He was like, hey, hey, I ain't gonna be too many more motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> How like, you say that? It, yeah, it's just like <laughs> right because it's just like like we cool and it's funny, but. You ain't gonna call me too many more. (laughs) I ain't gonna be too many more motherfuckers though. Like it's just like I'm not trying to chump you or nothing. This is just 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 to be clear. I ain't gonna be too many more motherfuckers though. (laughs) Like it's just just like I don't know where we going with this. I don't even know what you fully mean by it. But just don't call me that too many times. You're making me uncomfortable. (laughs) I love old heads, man, and and you can hear them talk. Like man, I be listening to my pop and them talk. Like when they get around each other. Reminiscing about the good old days and shit. And them niggas be talking about the shit they was into. Like, y'all niggas. Like, we thought we was creating some shit. Nah. Recycling and rebranding and putting a different spin on shit. Do you envy anything about the era? I do. I envy the way that they were... Black people were a community. Like, it was really a community. Absolutely. We... And our generation got the tail end of that, where we Mm -hmm. still had to respect our neighbors Mm -hmm. and our elders and all that. But now this generation ain't not getting any of that at all, and I definitely feel bad for them. That the way they could come together was like, yeah, if we could get that energy now, we could get that passion. If we, I mean, you figure we got technology, we can communicate with people on the other side of the world. So many ways come together. We can't create movements. We can't all at the same time boycott something. When it was that era. If motherfuckers said, yeah, we not doing this, was it then nobody moved was really doing. Everybody moving in unison. It's always gonna be a few, but it was the majority. We That's can't a get fact. the majority to do shit. That's a fucking fact. A whole thing. So hard I envy effect. that man. That... That's what I could witness. And, and I need that energy. Touching on that, piggybacking off of that, my dad. So the very house I live in is my grandparents' um, old house or whatever. And my dad was telling me when they first moved into that neighborhood, this is how the block came together. So it was, of course, majority white in sure the neighborhood did. when they first moved there. So they had to fight. They was the first black family on that block, on, this, on that side of the block, and. My dad was telling me a story how a nigga hit him with a hockey stick and broke his hand and shit. But um, you know, they was they was they was having a fight. So when new black family moved onto the block, they had to stick together. Yeah. So it became organically that, all right, we see another black family. We see another black family. So now we can kind of link up mm-hmm. as one and protect one another from whatever they're trying to throw at us. Like, the very park that's down the street from my house that's a fucking hood-ass park, they couldn't go to that park and play because the environment was... It was the white people down there, and they didn't want you at that park, so they would sure. fuck them up. Like, they were roll on yeah. you, and they they power is in numbers. And I still remember when I was a kid going to the swimming pool and being chased home. I was five or six years old. We was chased home by these grown-ass white men from this fucking swimming pool we wanted to go to in a certain neighborhood. But they experienced that shit over years Mm -hmm. so they had to fight for that and that's what unified the neighbors and that's what brought the neighborhood together because they had to stick together back then now we don't face the same trials and tribulations we have trouble in our neighborhoods but it's from one another so it's like friendly fire and it's just like we haven't found a way to really control or combat it and the best way for us to control and combat it is to come together but we've become so cool and content with not speaking to our neighbors not really going the extra mile to establish that relationship to where it's though, yo, if you ain't get out there and shovel your front, yo, I'll shovel your front for you real quick. Or, for example, I rolled past somebody's crib the other day, right, random as hell. They got one, the steps is fucked up, like, apparently. One neighbor, like, they do got the shared steps. Mm-hmm. One neighbor got their side done and left the other neighbor side off. And they share, it's the middle walkway, and then the houses go like that. So So it's just like, so it's literally a line down the middle where a step with new steps and the old steps is all fucked up. I get it. Maybe a neighboring had the money at the time, whatever. But all I say is, I would have said, listen, we share this step. This is a shared common step for us. Why not? I had this mason come in, somebody to come through and, you know, do these steps. You might not be able to pay for it. Cool. We can still split it. Just pay me back over time, or somewhere I'll negotiate to where so we can get this whole thing done. It's no point in me because it just looks ridiculous to me. When I was just ri- I was riding, property value down, right? And I was just riding by mind and my business, but it's just like, yo, like why are we creating this division between one another? Like oh. if you ain't get out there and shove your front, and I'm out there shove the front, and we share a common step, guess what? I'll definitely shove the land. I'ma just knock it right on out. It ain't a problem. And if you beat me to it just do the same, you know, extend me the same courtesy, and it's not even me setting expectations for you, this is me trying to encourage a relationship with you, mm-hmm. so that we can move forward productively and be on the same page about some shit I do miss that part yeah, I'll definitely say like, I'm still, that's it's those little things that I still do the neighborly thing, I'm still like I'll shovel a random neighbor steps, right, or front especially a, elderly, especially my right. elders, like even this last little quick storm we had, I was walking uh, in another neighborhood to do a home visit for a client because my worker was out. And I see this one woman. It was clear to me that she was shoveling her neighbor's property. So I walked over to her. and said, hey, are you shoveling your neighbor's property? She said, yes, she's elderly and she's sick. So I'm shoveling for her. I said, would you mind if I shovel for you? I had shoes on. No, I had boots on. But I was dressed professionally. Mm-hmm. I shoveled the neighbor's part. Because she couldn't have been more than, I don't want to age this woman. But she, I'm just going to say she was in her 30s or 40s. She probably was more in her 40s. But I'm like, I can't. You She clearly shoveled her whole front by herself. Now you're mm-hmm. about to do your neighbors. I gave her kudos. I complimented her multiple times. I did a quick prayer with her, thanking her for being a good neighbor. But it's all that. It's not for me to get kudos. It's for me to just like, yo, we got to be. Neighbor is not the person who lives, necessarily the person who lives next door to me. Two right. down. Right. Everybody. It's my people. Right. It's my community. We're all your neighbor. It's like she was being a blessing to somebody, and I wound up being a blessing to her. Right. Going to house. And maybe house, I child. don't realize it. But then it was just kept going. Somebody was a blessing to me. Pay it forward. It's called paying it forward. Somebody do something, you wash my back. I wash his. Therefore, everybody's back clean. And that's how I look at it. Pay it forward, and we don't have to really worry about like people like yo, you know, I'm gonna put the I show my spot out, so I'm gonna throw this trash can here. Yo, fuck your parking spot, fam. If everybody get out here and shovel their cars out, it still yeah, ain't no parking the spots. The whole block is clear, and it's like a regular fucking day. We don't reserve parking spots in the summertime. We ain't going to reserve them in the winter. Don't tell me I shoveled this spot out there for as mine. No, I shovel my spot out too, fam. And everybody down there shovel their spot out too. It's not just spots. That that's man. just ignorant. That same day before the snow even came. People had their party. People had their shit. In. I, you know, I'll move your shit. I won't shit. kindly move it, too. I'll move your shit. I won't I'll kindly move it. If i come out of my car. They said, i on my car. I'm coming for that ass. You you sound like me. I said, this is called wish a nigga would. Yes. This is the I'm the epitome of wish a nigga would. Like I'm, I'm not violent. I promise you, but I wish a nigga would. And that's just that simple. Yes. <laughs> it's that simple. How you put out the fucking cones before you even... Did anything to you know, earn the spot? It's just straight being, <laughs> like, like you're you just straight ignorant. I think it's the most ignorant and selfish thing to do. Like y'all are telling me to, y'all are encouraging pettiness, and I just don't. I can't get behind that. I don't subscribe to it. Like I had an entire debate with people about that shit. I'm just like, no, I'm gonna move it. I shuffled my spot out too. I paid I paid my dues. I did my part. Somebody needed to park. Mm-hmm. They got there. They're in my. They're in the parking spot that I so happened to shovel out. So mm-hmm. now. I'm going to park in somebody's spot that they so happened to shovel out. And if everybody did they part, it's still going to be the same amount yeah, of parking spots available. Box. What's the difference? Y'all get your lazy asses out and shovel. That's the difference. Like, I, don't, I I can't rock with that, man. So, oh, back to it, though. So, the thing I envy about back then, though, is that they could roll, though, without <laughs> worrying about AIDS. <ease. laughs> <laughs> this guy could have said, "Oh man, fucking <laughs> like Columbia." Penicillin, penicillin. Oh, like the geez, baby. This is what this is what fucking really exposed me to that shit. I, my doctor, I probably said this shit on the podcast before. My doctor put me on game. He was just like, "Yo," he said. Whenever he was in the navy, he said, "Whenever we would oh, yeah, dock okay. ship, he said, guys, we go out on the town." Come back, get a handful of penicillin, like nothing ever happened, and I was just like, <clears throat> I was just like, oh yeah, rest in peace, Doctor Demonte, man. So he just passed away, but um, yeah, and it was just like, damn, like I, I just couldn't imagine because remember Willie Nelson was on half baked. He's like, you know how much condoms cost back in the day? He's like, I don't know, we never fucking <laughs> used them. <laughs> like that, <laughs> for me, was like, damn, like pre AIDS. Like, nigga, I wasn't worried about getting pregnant. Anything that's curable, it's just like, alright, fuck it, I can gamble with that. I ain't gambling shaker, with some shaker, shit you shaker, can't shaker, give shaker. back. Shaker. But you gonna gamble with some motherfucking chlamydia. Like, niggas, niggas gonna get burnt every day, B. And people, <laughs> people probably watch this joke and be like, yo, raise a whole savage, nasty shit. No, I ain't nasty. I used condoms for a long time. That's why I don't like them. That's why I like having a woman at home. That's another thing. <clears throat> if you got a woman at home you're in a committed relationship, a monogamous relationship, I and mean, you use condoms, <laughs> you're a a, fucking losing. Why? Wait, what? But there what? are there are situations like that. So no, I what? just wanted to throw that out. I know it sounds real weird and berserk, but I know of situations like why that. Why are together? Like, the benefit of having a girl is also for the Jill Scott, for the soul snatch, but is also so I can go snake back. Yeah. Like, If that don't make you come home in itself, even if your girl ain't a soul snatcher, yeah, she still gotta be a soul snatcher. But I'm, I'm snakebacking. For what? Like this is, this is. We we, we, we kind of. What? What do we? What? We gotta go biblical, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm biblical. You know, like I'm not, I'm not trying to do all these new world shit. You know what I mean? Old Testament in here. Old Testament. Old testicles. (laughs) Let's <laughs> get to our last. Sure, um, right, no, man, hold on. He say, "Shay provides that bounce. See how far and yeah, ratchet we go. That. You see how far we go if the Shay ain't here. The Shay, this is your fucking fault. Uh, all this shit that we debauchery that we kind But at the same into. time, Shay will be keeping fucking ratchet and She'll be she are a nigga to dump on it. Right. So let's keep it all one hundred. That's our girl. That's our sister. She with the shits. And her birthday is tomorrow, too. Happy early birthday birthday, to an amazing spirit. Me and Shay have been friends going on 17 years now, since we were 14. So, to an amazing spirit, amazing soul. I've learned so much from this girl. Mm -hmm. Um, We appreciate you. We love you. Your last name happens to be love. You're an epitome of that. And we just want to honor you for that. And your birthday is tomorrow, so we want to say happy birthday. Uh... You'll be back next week, but when you listen to this show, I want you to uh, take a shot. Shot, shot. Take a shot, shot for shot, me. Shot, 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 I'll try to get shot, this uploaded shot, as soon shot, as shot, possible shot, so you can hear shot, it. Um, shot, 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 but shot, she in class everybody. right now. But yeah, Shay birthday tomorrow, so you know, wish her happy birthday. It's, um, something on, I don't know what Instagram name. Yeah, Miss Love, uh, and, Miss other love drugs and Other Drugs. On Instagram happy and birthday, Facebook to uh, Shay sister love. love. My unofficial high school sweetheart, my homie, Shay has been a good uh, friend and confidant to me. And Sorry. I think it's always good to have quality females in your life. 100%. Quality family, quali- quality, uh, you can choose your friends, family. quality family. blood, quality family, quality friends, all of that. And all of that, Shay is, and again, having her on his this podcast has really opened my eyes to, uh, especially when she talks about her father to what type of man I want to be mm-hmm. everything she is as a daughter or as as a daughter and how she speaks about her father and the relationship she absolutely. has as her father motivates me, encourages me absolutely makes me want to be all of that and more absolutely. as a father to my daughter like I thought I loved my woman I thought I knew how to love my woman mm-hmm. but the way her dad loves her mother not saying it's different, but I felt it. Yeah. You know what I'm at least the way she articulates yeah, it. Yeah, the way she explains it. Yeah. And and it made me kind of look at things a little bit different. So, yeah, with that, absolutely. So, yeah, to the third member of the Rancid Tangents podcast and to the third member of the Ballhead crew. Oh, yeah, we Shay, onyx. We miss you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Brother. You know, my jaw shiny, though. God damn. Yeah, I got a little glow. Yeah, my shade. Look out for me. I'm about to glow. Whoa. Yeah, but seriously. What's what's the woman's name, right? Jane or June? Jane? Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott. Jane, Jane Elliott Elliot. <clears throat> was on Red Table Talk. With Jada Pinkett, her mother. Shout out to and Jada Pinkett Smith and her Red Table Talk. It's dope. It is really dope. It's intriguing. I love listening to women talk and they're hearing their perspective on things um, because I need it sometimes. Um, so Jane Elliott, matter of fact, I should have pulled up the video while we were sitting there having a the fucking. So I'll paraphrase it while you pull it up. So Jane Elliott uh, was participating in a Red Table Talk. And I'm gonna just going to give a just a quick piece, the highlight for me. She said, basically, she said, I'm paraphrasing, that she's black. All people are black, without the melanin. And I said, you know what? And then I text y'all. Didn't Raven Simone say something like that? And we wasn't feeling it. Why are we? Because feel- I'm I, feeling I it. I didn't when, go back and listen Jay to what Raven said. Simone said, but she just said, I'm not black. That's yeah, what she that said. That was the conversation that we got to. Basically, the delivery was wrong or off or or. Um, not palatable the way raven Simone presented it. Right, And I do remember me being like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. Especially coming from a person who's wanted to be black all their life. Right. I'm like, no, why wouldn't you want to be black? My light-skinned sister. But then to hear, now I kind of feel bad because it's like the black person says it. I'm like, no. And then the white person says it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, talk that shit. Because I have been getting more inclined to get on the train of There's no race but the human race. Right. Right. And I think that's true. Because when, especially in this age of the uh, genetic testing and people finding out their ancestry, we are realizing that the vast majority of us are not pure anything. Not pure from any one specific continent or one specific region of a continent. We are diverse People, we all come from Mother Africa. We mm-hmm. all come from and one mother, diverse yet yeah, one mother in diverse genetic conditions. And yes, to be white would be to be absent of uh, a specific level of pigment and melatonin. Melatonin no, is what you take to go to sleep, excuse me. Melanin, my bad. <laughs> oh, this shit is loaded. It is what it is. But I'm here for that. And I think, first of all, I don't think in my lifetime we'll ever get to a place where we don't label ourselves by race. But I'm hoping at some point during my children's lifetime that we really start moving in that direction. Because all that race has done. Separate us. It separates yeah. us. <clears throat> and, and religion. Race, religion, yes. All it has done is separate us and help us put ourselves into the subgroups and categories. Mm-hmm. And the more we do that, the less we're willing to entertain other people's opinions, thoughts, feelings, and perspectives. Mm-hmm. If we I think, if we were just ought to be more neutral, mm-hmm then we would be more receptive. Like, everything you say is not going to convince me. Mm -mm. I'm not going to get on board with everything you say. Absolutely not. I have my own beliefs. I'm not that uh, uh, moldable. Mm -hmm. But I would be more inclined to listen. Absolutely. Because I would not be so entrenched in my thinking, in my race, in my religion, in my politics. Mm -hmm. I would be more inclined to say, well, I will hear you, and I might not agree with shit you've Ain't been to say. Right. Because I don't have the same experience as you. We can Absolutely. all call ourselves the human race. We're still not all going to have the same experience. Absolutely not. And we're, we're, we are. come from different places. Exactly. We're, we are our experiences. Mm-hmm. We come from different places in different times, in different eras, under different standards, in different homes, all these differences. But we have so much in common. We all either have an XX or XY chromosome. Boom. If we got extra chromosome or deficient chromosome, we have an issue, a medical issue. Yet, we still have an X and or a Y chromosome. Mm -hmm. Right? We all are, if we peel back our skin, we all look the damn same. If you were born a male, you are most likely have a penis. If you were born a female, you are most likely have a vagina. I mean, it's at, at, our, at our basis and at our core, we are absolutely very much the same. Mm-hmm. It is the layers that are our differences. Mm-hmm. And so I'm with it. Human race. One race. One race. And that's it. And that's it. And, and as my propaganda, that's the whole reason behind me saying, you know, we need to mix up the pot. Mm-hmm. We need I'm to make you. this the melting pot that America was made to be. America could be the sample for the rest of the world meaning if we're going to have all these people from different nationalities living on one continent. Why not mix it up a little bit? Fuck it. Make a bunch of people that look like Bruno Mars because he looks racially ambiguous enough to me to be an example of a rock. But it's just yes. like the idea, I believe it was the 1400s around the time, like the Spanish uh, Inquisition. Inquisition, when they couldn't really tell – What really because it was it was really about religion, but they couldn't tell what religion you was just by looking at you. So know what they had to do? Look at your skin to determine how to separate people. So. Our skin wasn't really a factor, but for 600 years. Six hundred some odd years. And if you know how long humans been around. So with that in mind. We have to know that these constructs were created in order to find a way to classify or divide. Mm -hmm. And if we can classify people, then we can create division. We can push agendas forward to benefit some and not others. And my whole idea of race, on race, is that is the root. Besides money and all that shit, that's the root of the issue between all of us. Mm Mm-hmm some ignorant ass construct that was created by man, so I don't trust man, by man to basically put people into a category so I can treat you according to that. And culture is different from race. And 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 I, and I say that to say like, if you were, or not you, but no, it's true. if, if there's a white dude that grew up in my projects, He's gonna be more like me than Suburban Danny. Mm-hmm. He's in fact, we've seen it. He's right. He's not gonna be like the kids in the suburb. He's just gonna be a product of his environment. Same way, if I grew up in the suburbs, you I would be. I would be different. I mean, your voice is. In different. My voice, my tone, the way I talk, my mannerisms, everything will be different. And that's the beauty of the world because we get to share culture. We can't share race. The construct, but we can share culture and us sharing in us sharing culture. That's when we really get to see the beauty of man to me. Like when you go to Asia or if you go to Hawaii and they're showing you what the indigenous people there, how they live, how they eat, how they sleep, and that's where we really get to teach each other. You know, the regional things, that's what I'm in. That's the beauty I'm into in the world, culture. But as far as race goes, don't get me wrong, I'm a black man. I grew up a black man. I identify with my race because that's what I've been taught my whole life. But I'm trying to unlearn everything this world has given us, not because of, you know, the history behind it, the implications, but because that is what I found to be the root cause of all the troubles that we have in this country, let alone the world. And I think it's fair to say that if we did acknowledge the fact that, you know, that light-eyed, tan-haired white man is my cousin, he's essentially Ken. He's just tan than a motherfucker. Or, me and Daryl's a good example. He's light. I'm brown. I'm darker than him. You can't tell me that's not my brother. We don't have the same fucking parents. It's just we have to appreciate the fact that skin tone don't really determine. It really don't. Man, if I I can tell you just from my family, my grandparents, all the men that they created, the boys that they made, look like me. Except for one, my cousin David, he's brown skinned with brown freckles. Everybody else is like me with brown freckles. All the girls that they created are brown. The girl I created is brown. If you look at my grandparents and the daughters that they created, all their boys are brown. All their girls are brown. And so that's for me to say my family has produced the rainbow. I got dark skin, light skin, brown skin, caramel skin. I can do the whole thing. And the whole game. I can stand right next to my cousin. And if you just looked at our skin, one of my female cousins... You'd be like, you're not related. Well, look beyond our skin. Her dad is my dad's brother. Mm-hmm. Her dad actually looks just like me. Well, I look just like him. She didn't get freckles. Right. She got I got the brown freckles, she got the all brown skin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so skin is skin. It's color. It's that's it. You know, the DNA that you got. My you- sister is browner than me. My, actually, my dad is browner than me. He's light skinned but he is tanner and browner than me. It's just how much sun you were in, I guess. It's like it's just it's not that important. And the more I think, we step away from being so entrenched in a racial divide, a color divide. The more we step away from that, the better able we will be to move forward mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and give. Let's start sharing culture because I'm really into Asian culture. I practice Buddhism, Christianity, and Islam. None of that came from America, you know what I mean? None of them come from the same, let me make sure I'm right. Yeah, none of them come from the same continent. You're going to put, relate Islam to the Middle East. You're going to relate Buddhism to Asia. You're Asian. going to relate Christianity to Technically, Europe. the Middle East is Asia, but that's all I was I mean, about to say. I well, yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. that's true. that's true. That's true. That's true. But, you know. That's the, internet. Point, yeah. <laughs> the The point is better. Go ahead. Like, I'm very into other cultures. And if we were to go to a lot of Asian countries, they're really into hip-hop. They're really into a lot of different American cultures. You go to other places. You go talk to other people in America. They're in different cultures. It's for me. Let's move past race. Mm-hmm. Let's get into experiencing each other's cultures because it's some really dope stuff on the other side. Absolutely. Like I'll try the casserole. I'll try the green bean casserole. <laughs> Just don't give me so much. Uh, I drink. Uh, I drink. Or... I drink a little bit of Guinness. You know yeah, what yeah, I'm saying? I. I honestly. I met this dude from Scotland, right? And this was the realest shit. And that was the first time I met a dude, straight white dude, but he's from Scotland and shit, like fucking Braveheart. And this dude said, he was like, yo, he said, all that racism shit, he said, we don't play that over there. He was like, if you live in Scotland, you're my brother, you Scottish. He said, and that's where the line stops. He was like, we'll fuck you up if somebody tries to treat you different because of the color of your skin over there. Never been to Scotland. Never talked to nobody from Scotland in my life. I was in Dominican Republic. Talked to this dude for like two hours, dog. Mm-hmm. And that was the realest shit a uh, dude. Uh, because he was just he was just talking about, you know, the way Americans are toward each other. And he was just like, yo, that Why shit. Why are we all just is... American? Right. He was like, dude, if you was from Scotland, you'd just be Scottish. Like, that's it. And I didn't know. Because I'm thinking, like, because the Irish people or Scottish. Because they kind of blend in for me. I don't know. No, I understand. We ignorant to that. Yeah, so it, it was kind of like... But he was just basically saying, like, you know... Like, the Irish experience here, like, they were, like, racist to me. Like, even though they were the niggers before the niggers. Due to history and whatnot. But... That's true. It, it, it didn't... They, like, it didn't become beneficial to be white until... That's recent. Again, but anyway... And it's the last few hundred years. Yeah. So, but anyway, he... When he, when he said that to me, that's what opened my eyes to it. Like, this shit is some shit that was created and through the years and generations and generations passed on that this shit got ingrained in our society that we can't judge each other, literally, by the fact that we have all the same features step skin. And skin is our biggest organ, granted. But there's nothing different. You know mm. what I mean? So when I say, you know, knock up, you know, hit it until a grandfather's spinning his grave, piss him off, or old people gotta die and shit like that. This shit ain't no shit that I'm just being ignorant about and trying to be funny. I'm serious. You know, it's because there's a message behind it. It's, right. I mean, old people can live if they willing to get on board. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not all old people got to die. We're going to keep saying Just the old way of thinking. But that way of thinking, that way of living, that, that way shit. of behaving, that the way of die. moving through society, that has to die. The old social constructs got to die. We got brown, we got beautiful brown babies. I want my beautiful brown baby to grow up in a place where she can be equal. Equal as far as just being on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. Not being judged based off the fact that she is a woman. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that she has curly hair. Or the fact that she is brown. And that she will range from light, light brown to a dark brown. My daughter will hit the whole brown scale. Mm-hmm. I don't need her to be judged on that. I want to help foster that conversation of help Create a world where our daughter's. Can walk around, get the same pay, and be treated like everybody else. And that's it. It's that simple. It really is. That's so, all it is for me. So, so the race conversation, I'm ready for it to die. Don't get me wrong. We have to acknowledge the um, oppression mm-hmm. that people have used race to kind of propel and perpetuate. Mm-hmm. We get that. And we're not ignoring that, nor will we allow that history to continue down that path. What I want us to do is get to a point where it doesn't become a factor. And, and, you know, like Martin Luther King said, I just see a world and I have a dream where my children will be judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. That is as simple as it gets. True. So, yeah, that's a bow. Well, the word oxymoron is an oxymoron. The Greek word oxy means sharp, and moron means dull. dull. And <laughs> we gave that sharp and that dull today. Let's eliminate race. We are all a part of the human race. You know, let's love all our Joe Scotts. Let's, you know not jump ship on the Eagles. (laughs) Stay the course, (laughs) y'all. Let's be thankful we finally got a Super Bowl. (sighs) Uh, Let's, you know, do the best we can with what we have. And let us know uh, what we should be talking about, if you have an opinion. Yeah. Let me know if I should be doing some more Daryl shirts off wisdom. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I've been getting, you know, nice. It's cold, nigga.
1: You sitting here with your
0: shirt off. I be inside. And you see, now, it's, fall, brother, <laughs> do not be on the podcast with no shirt on. Right. I do dress time. according to <laughs> you know what i saying. It's not just to have my pecs out. But yeah, man. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. And as always, we drop the two fingers like a player and say peace. peace.